Just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever. If you like the show, please subscribe to us at SidebarForever.com as well as share episodes of the podcast on your social media. That way, new listeners can find us as well. Okay, anyone who has ever listened to the previous incarnation of this show knows that we love to play games. Either or, choose one, no more, was big back in the day. We played that one with movie directors Robert Meyer Burnett and Ernest Dickerson, as well as concept artist Ian McCaig. Games are fun, and pop culture games in particular make you really consider your answers. As fans of nerdy things, these games tend to reveal a lot about why we love what we love. So today, Dwight and Swain play a game called If You Could and Why. Nerd-centric questions are thrown out there, and one must answer them with specificity and detail. For example, if you could live in a world where superheroes existed, what might that world look like and why? Or if you could apprentice with any artist in history, living or dead, which artist would you choose and why? Make sense? I'm Adrian Johnson. Thanks for listening to this non-serious but fun episode of the podcast where we ask the question, if you could, and why? Let's play a game, man. Okay. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the game is, is If You Could and Why. Okay. So I've got 10, 10 questions to throw out for us to answer, if you could, and then explain why. Okay. And these are all very like nerd-centric and, and specific to our interests in terms of you know, comics and science fiction and fantasy and, and um, pop culture in general, and even you know, art making you know, uh, you know, to, to, to some extent. And I, I think it'll be fun, man, because uh, yeah, for sure. It's always interesting when we when we have when we play games like this, and you really start to kind of think and kind of parse out why something is important to you, why versus why something else isn't quite as important to you. Right, right. And uh, and uh, it's always interesting to uh, to hear us kind of you know weighing those things and trying to come up with a uh, with a, a a reason, if you will. Right, you know right. What I mean? <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so you want to start with an easy one or you start with a tough one? Uh, let's start with the easy one. Let's work our way into it. Okay. Okay. All right. An easy one. Let's see. Um, okay. If you could own and drive any vehicle in pop culture history, be it TV, comics, <laughs> or film, what vehicle would you own and why? Wow. So that could be okay. the Millennium Falcon. That could be Mandalorian ship. That could be the Nebuchadnezzar in Matrix. That could be Kit from Knight Rider. That could be the red Ferrari from Magnum P.I. Right. That could be uh, Bad Girls Motorcycle from the, uh, the, the 1960s TV show. That could be one of the choppers from Easy Rider. That could be... Uh, the helicopter from Blue Thunder. That could be, wow. It could be anything. Bat the bat the Batmobile. Anything. Wow! Wow! 
Okay, you threw me with that one, man. Because when you said when you said drive, immediately I'm thinking of okay, uh, like like in terms of like tangible fiction, which is like to me like like Kit from Knight Rider. Right. But when you took it into Star Wars and, other, and all these other things, that, that changes it for me considerably. Like, what would I really want to? Yeah. Or what do you want to exist in those kind of galaxies? You know. You know. You know. So so if it's know, the Millennium Falcon, you can leave Earth's atmosphere and go cruising. Right. True. True. If it's uh if it's um. If it's Star Lord's uh, a ship from Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I mean you can go, right, and come back, you know. Wow, wow, uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Take your time, baby. <laughs> if I'm thinking terrestrial, I can only have one. <laughs> yeah, just one, dog. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. If I'm thinking terrestrial, in terms of where we are now in, in current in current science fiction or current current um fiction i would i would, I would pick um i pick roger moore's aston martin dude is what i would pick if that if that were really if that if that, if that were if that were if that were the thing because it's got it's got guns on it and shit you know what i mean it's it's cool. right 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 yeah you know it's got it's got it's got smoke on it it's got um you know if that's that's what i'm, I'm thinking terrestrially right now so that's why that's what i was thinking. I, the, the other vehicles are too far out for me to even think about like like flying around doing what? Because at least that, at least that world, at least that, this Earth I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 galaxy far far away. I don't know that galaxy. It seems too shady and too sketchy. Like you know, you have your deals with like Jabba the freaking Hut, and he wants to kill you if you do if you make the slightest deviation and shit. You know. <laughs> See, I didn't I didn't put that much thought into it. I was just like, okay, okay. what would be cool to have? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That was my my thing was what would be cool to have? Right. I mean, our galaxy is much more simple. It's a lot simpler than the galaxy far, far away. So I'll, I'll stick with uh, the treacherous um, situations that James Bond gets into, and the, and, the, and the Aston Martin with the machine guns. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I am going to choose the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Oh, damn, dude! You put some real thought into this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Only, only, but only, only, only wrote down my answers like fifteen minutes before I called you. So okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But I would choose the TARDIS because one, you can you can time travel. Yeah, it's got. Uh, from what I understand, I'm not a Doctor Who guy, but I know enough about it. I know it has the uh, that perception filter on it. Yeah. So if you travel to another time, you can leave the TARDIS where you want. Nobody knows it's there. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody's trying to make a phone call out of it, you know, like in right. in South London or something like that. <laughs> exactly. And also, it I, uh, it translates other languages. Yeah. You know, so it's a really super, you know, utilitarian kind of a kind of a vehicle. Yeah. You know, to do your thing in. You know what I mean? You just blew my answer out of the way, but curiously, notice how they both chose. They both chose English. Uh, English. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Representing for the Brits, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but, but I, I mean, if I if I had to do it again, I would, I would definitely choose the TARDIS because you can travel, you go back in time, go forward in time. You can, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can do all kinds of manipulation. It's kind of cool and 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 not get caught up. You know, you can, you can run inside of it. And it's multi dimensional. You can. You want to go to Paris tomorrow, which could be today. You go there and you know Paris today. You know. And yeah. That's that's great. It's a great answer. Great answer. Okay, here's another one. Okay. If you could apprentice mm. and learn from any artist, be it living or dead, mm. like you literally, you get all the knowledge. You sit at the feet of the master. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it could be someone dead. It could be someone who's alive right now. But you get you get all the knowledge from them. You have it's a one on one every day. Mm-hmm. Who would it be and why? Well, would he be appreciative or be an asshole? Like, would he be a, a, a strict master or to kind of like smack your hand, smack your knuckles, or would he be, or would he be a? It's just, it's just someone whose work you feel like you could gain a lot of lot from based on who they are as a, as an artist, and the way that they you know their particular kind of picture making. Wow. <laughs> okay, so going back to yesteryear, uh, a master. Mm-hmm. It had to be Da Vinci, man. Wow, good one. Leonardo Da Vinci, man, because because I mean. It, this guy was a, a master, the master of masters, dude. I mean, the mechanical, mechanically inclined, visionary, visionary. Yeah. Um, wasn't wasn't afraid to 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 ex- extrapolate theorems and ideas way beyond his comprehension, you know. Yeah. Um, he tried he tried he tried to fly some stuff. It wouldn't fly because he he wasn't you know wasn't physics just would eat his ass up because it wasn't capable of doing it. But he still had the plans, you know. Right. Um. And just that, that kind of that kind of you know proactive you know genius thinking is somebody you could definitely like like sit at the feet of and, and learn from and, and how to apply it even like applying to today taking taking the sensibilities from then applying to today's structure was still you still can go wrong yeah you know? yeah and you have to think like even you know I don't know how long ago Da Vinci died let's say you know. 150 16. years ago, I don't know. Right. Yeah, 1700, Yeah, whatever. Like, his ideas and his images mm-hmm. still resonate in modern day. You still look at those things and you're still, like, arrested by, you know, the images and the drawings and the paintings. Mm-hmm. They're still, they still are provocative and, and, mm-hmm. and, and just capture you, you know, in, all the way to now. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Ventruvian man, you know, come on, man. The Ventruvian man is is is, is it, that 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 character, that 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 layout, that diagram, that person, like it, it set a whole tone for me as far as comics goes in terms of what I, what I, what, what comics expectations were, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course it's it's, it's um, glider wings, those things are still imitated by by, you know, cartoonists and and people that weren't learn to fly and all those things, you know. So, right. Just, you know, just incredible amounts of, of imagery, man. Um, yeah. Bicycles, all that, man. He's just, this guy was just a brilliant, he's a genius, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And for, uh, I heard, I, from what I heard, uh, from what I understand, uh, like the uh, the paintings he did of Jesus, yo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think those were supposed to be his, actually the model was his boyfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I hope it's true because it's 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 uh it's awesome if it is. Right, it makes sense, you know, because that we go you can, you can prolong you can watch somebody for a long period of time and not get bored, you know. That's right, you know, you're right. Intimate with. Right, cool. right, right. Yeah, so I'm gonna go again. One of the the old masters, uh, mm. N. C. Wyeth. Okay, yeah, for sure. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. N. C. Wyeth, man, he's. <sighs> I, I want to say prior to like your Bob Peaks and your uh, uh, Amsel and um, Drew Struzan and, and people who came along in the 70s and 80s in illustration, that was probably the first 
someone who I actually said, okay, he, this person's an illustrator. Like I bought, mm-hmm. you know, Treasure Island and, uh, you know, all those books with his paintings in them for the paintings. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, yeah. Robert, Robert Louis Stevenson books and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he, he kind of, he comes after uh, Howard Pyle. Mm-hmm. But he become he comes before all the guys in the sixties and seventies and the eighties, mm-hmm. and just I just always considered him to just be just like a just a masterful illustrator, like definitely, definitely. You know, like I, I, you know, maybe that was the first time I ever thought, okay, that's what an illustrator is. It's whatever he does. Mm-hmm. That's what an illustrator is. I don't think if I quite knew what Aubrey Beardsley was an illustrator, or mm-hmm. you know, if. Uh, I don't know if I knew if Clamped or uh, Matisse or uh, uh, not Rockefeller, uh, Rockwell. Well, Rockwell, Rockwell, yeah, Rockwell. but but I must mean, never loved Rockwell, right? You know what I mean? Like Rockwell was like, you know, the humor elements in Rockwell's work always kind of like, okay, this is some jokey shit, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> this is not something I'm supposed to take seriously. It's supposed to be something I'm supposed to laugh at because it's on the cover of a magazine, right? But, you know, Wyatt's paintings of all, all you know, all those adventure, you know, the illustrations he did for all those adventure novels. Yeah, were just yeah. incredible. They were incredible. And I became a fan of, obviously, of, uh, of Jeffrey Jones. Mm-hmm. And there was a period into the second kind of wave of Jones's artistic career where he was really doing a lot of YFS kind of paintings. Right. I think there's one, The Black Knight and... Um, you know, all that stuff that was featured, a lot of the stuff that was featured in uh, the studio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the 1980s, going into the late 80s, he was very Wyeth influenced. You could just, mm-hmm. you know, you could see by the brushwork and the compositions. And, and so I kind of, mm-hmm. maybe I went backwards from Jones and found Wyeth. I can't remember, but mm. I'm going to say N- MC Wyeth. MC Wyeth. For sure. For sure. Good choice, man. All right. We got to make it a little bit tough, man. Oh no! Here we go. We'll make it a little bit tough, yo. All right, I wouldn't expect anything less. Go ahead. <laughs> this is very tough now. Okay. I may have to go before you and give you some time to think. <laughs> That's how tough this is. Wow. Right? Okay. Okay. If you could live in any sci-fi or fantasy world, mm. be it TV, film, or novels, mm. which world would you choose and why? Mm. So you can live. In the Star Wars universe on Coruscant, mm-hmm. you can live in Tatooine if you want. I don't know why you would. Uh, <laughs> what a miserable existence, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that you could live in Gotham City, mm. you know, and, and watch Batman and all the villains, you know, and, you know, in the backdrop of your life. You can, uh, you can live in the Game of Thrones world if you want. Or the world of the Lord of the Rings. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, you, you could live in a far-flung future, like an altered carbon, you know, a dystopic future, dystopian future. Yeah. You could live in, in, a, in a zombie apocalypse if you wanted. I don't know why you would yeah. want to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you could live uh, anywhere you want. You know, you could live in a world where superheroes exist, you know. Right. You can live on Krypton before it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll you know. be Val Zod, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could live in Kandor, you know, the tiny city, you know. Yeah, no. So anywhere you'd want. But if you could, where 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 would it be and where would why? Um 
Man, I, I like, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the altered carbon, because I like altered carbon. Okay. I like the, con- I like the concept of, of not really dying. I like the concept of being able to take a disc, and basically your personality can be implanted, implant, imprinted or implanted in some, another shell. And if you could afford it, it could continually be your shell over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that, that concept a lot. Um, you know, albeit it's a dark future, um, there's the, you know, it's, it's always, there's some kind of mass nation behind the scene that you're not privy to that you can be caught up in and be destroyed by, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, if somebody crushes your disc, you know, you're, you're, you're done for, you know, um, but you know, that's not like real life. I mean, you only get really one life to live. So, I mean, I don't know. It'd be between that as much of a star, as a star Wars fan as I am. I don't really want to live there because it's just, it's just, it's just so, it's so, um, it's so disheveling. I mean, think about it. You know, millions died on Alderaan. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> a stroke of a fucking button, you know, just everybody just died. Millions yeah. of souls cried out as if they all died in one day. You know, <laughs> like, like Obi-Wan said. And, and all the people who died in the Clone Wars and, yes. you know. Yes. I'm, you know, you know I, how long did the Clone Wars go on? How many, how long? It's, I think it's like twenty years, dude. See, that's we've never had. We hadn't had a war that lasted twenty years since the Dark Ages, that, you know. Desert, Desert Storm, arguably. Well, that ended, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. I mean, the true conflict of it ended, but I mean, we've had wars. There have been wars that went on for a hundred years, but it's been a long time. Right. You know. Yeah. Long time. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can imagine that being a really comfortable place to be in. You know what, what? What would my life be like in that situation? It's like, okay, do I want to, you know, do I want to be a, you know, if I live on Coruscant, I'm under the Emperor's thumb, and you know, and everybody's walking around, these soldiers and masks are walking around the, you know, Imperial business and kick you around and shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless you decided to sign up for the, a question I posed to everybody in the, in the in the in the chat, you know, yesterday was wearing, you know, given the state of that government, you know, how it was the Empire. Mm-hmm. And you thought the empire was was good by you and your and yours and your family. Would you rather join the empire, not thinking they were evil, but just they were they were just uh, the force of government. They were the, prom- the dominant government at that time. Or would you join the rebellion? You know, and to my my thinking is, I would join the join the empire, because if they were just you know, if it was an opportunity for you to get out and go see the galaxy, you know, opportunity for you just to to fight, <laughs> fight you know. To, to fight in wars, I mean, if your family's taken care of, you're at home, they're at home eating and whatnot, to get you to get to get a, a part of your salary, whatever the case may be, you're not really killing people. You know, constantly what, what good and evil really is as far as nah. mass <laughs> Really, yo? I mean, you don't. I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, I mean, how many people actually? A lot of people are on the Death Star, right? Right. But but you know, the, the Emperor's hand to me, it was it was it was. On Coruscant, everybody was well. Of course, that was before. That was, that was prior to the Death Star and becoming Emperor. Well, well, suppose suppose you join the Empire and they make you a stormtrooper. Then you have to kill people. You're not very good at it because you can't shoot. But you know, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. But the thing is, it's like I mean, uh, am I killing my enemies? Or am I killing? Am I killing? You know, am I killing? Am I killing the quote unquote terrorists? That's that's what the Alliance really seemed like it would be to people that were just minding their own business, right? Or, or, or are they are they killing bad people? You know. So that's, that's that's my quandary. So for me, it's like uh, you know, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the difference. I mean, look, even even freaking Han Solo wanted to join the Empire back in the day. Han Solo's trying. He's trying to get off planet. Yeah. You know? Right. You know. 
he wanted to get away from the, from the gangsters and the, and the hoodlums and stuff. So he was trying to, you know, expand his... So yeah, I mean, you know, one man's glitter is another man's gold. Is another man... Well, it doesn't make any sense. Glitter is gold. One man's... <laughs> <laughs> one man's garbage is another, another man's, man's gold, gold, I guess. Right, right. So all that being said, I didn't answer the question efficiently. I would want to live in an altered carbon universe just because mm. the, the idea of living longer is appealing to me. Of living and, and experiencing things you know, from a longer period of time would be different to me. What about you? This a, a, a sleeve future. <laughs> a sleeve future, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh I'm very surprised by that that answer, yo. But that actually that actually makes sense. I love I like the way you uh you uh you backed it up uh okay. with you know with true emotion. So I got I got you. What what did you what you think I would say? Star Wars? I probably would have said Star Wars, yeah, but but mm-hmm. I mean, but like I, you know, like you said, I couldn't figure out. I mean, what are you gonna be in Cloud City with old boy drinking, right. you know, slit malt liquor or whatever, whatever. Right, Land, Land it, right, forty five. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna be in Mos Eisley. We know that's a shithole. Right, right. Uh, like you said about Coruscant, you know, you're kind of under the uh, the Emperor's thumb. Mm-hmm. Tatooine is is an armpit. Nobody wants to be there. Right, you know, right. You know the planets. There's like there's Dagoba. There's all kinds of other planets. Other alternate planets are out there. People for the experience, but they all seem to be rather. They all seem rather rather seem songy. Like it's it's either Hoth, the cold planet, Tatooine, the desert planet. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it doesn't really seem like it's a whole lot of diversity in terms of planet choices. You know, that planet at the beginning of uh, Rogue One that was pretty cool. Yeah, that one was pretty nice, especially that shot where the ship comes in from the atmosphere. That was gorgeous, man. And then it just you just see it totally make it from the atmosphere, you know, from the outer atmosphere all the way to skimming the uh, the waters. Right. And it was like, wow, this is really gorgeous, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that one actually looked pretty livable, but still kind of remote and desolate. And yeah, you know, okay. like living in I'm- the bush in, a, in, a, in New Zealand or something. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the milking cows, dude. Yeah. Whether, whether it's green milk, green milk or blue milk, I don't. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I uh, I would say I would live on the USS Enterprise. Okay, Star Trek. Yeah. Boldly go and always go. Okay, with Captain James T- Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> right, but I wouldn't be a red shirt. <laughs> okay, not a, no, because I'm not going. I'm not beaming down <laughs> any planets and not coming back. That's, that's just not going to happen. So I'm on there as some kind of a consultant. Okay. So I'm there as a guest, and and I'm actually getting paid to be there. Okay. You know, maybe I'm doing like the USS Enterprise podcast. I'm like the host of it. Okay. You know, and then it, it broadcasts, you know, once a week or once a cycle. And, uh, you know, and I get paid in, you know, dilithium crystals or whatever they pay me in, they pay me. <laughs> but, but yeah, and, 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 and I'm trying to decide if I want it to be the 60s Star Trek or the modern Star Trek. Uh. I think I'm going to go modern Star Trek. The new one, I like the gadgets, I like the technology, I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Frankly, the women are hotter, they're more diverse. <laughs> Just keeping it real, you know, you know, all due respect to, you know, to the uh to the crew members, but you know. Right. Uhura and, and the like, you know. Let's go jump on a couple of scotches or a couple of uh, you know, uh you know, uh Sartorian brandies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See what's up. I hear you. I hear you. So I would, I would, I would be a consultant on the USS Enterprise, traveling from galaxy to galaxy, and uh, just having adventures, and uh, you know, until they, you know, they finally go back to uh, to Earth, which you know, I guess never they never happens. really do. Right, right, right. <laughs> 
space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship. Here's here's another one. Here's another one. Okay. If you could live in a world where superheroes existed. In a world. In a world. Superheroes existed. Mm -hmm. Would you prefer a world where non-powered average people are wearing costumes and trying to fight crime and kick ass? Kind of like in Watchmen or in the movie Kick-Ass or something like that. Right, right. So we're talking about like a Batman character or, you know, Huntress or uh, something along those lines. Okay. Would you prefer to live in a world where average people or average humans have been changed or altered by some chemical or some process and been given enhanced abilities? So now you're talking about like uh, like a Dr. Manhattan or Peter Parker being bitten by a spider and he gets powers. Mm -hmm. That world mm -hmm. or a world where the superheroes are essentially aliens from other planets. So you're talking about like Marvel, uh, Coriander, Starfire from Titans okay. or even Superman. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind that that those characters or those heroes or those those beings you know, to some extent are almost worshipped like gods. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're almost worshipped like gods. Or you live in a reality where mutants actually exist, where people, once they reach the age of puberty, they spontaneously gain abilities. Some of them are awesome. Some of them are wonderful. Some of them are scary. Some of them are horrifying. Mm -hmm. But they spontaneously start having these abilities and all the stuff that goes along with it. So okay. you either have non-powered people wearing costumes, you have average human beings who are enhanced or altered through some process, mm -hmm. or you have aliens from other planets, or you have mutants. Uh, <clears throat> give me mutants, man. I got the mutants, show. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea, man, of... of, of um, because it can happen to anybody, you know. Mutation is a wonderful thing in that, in that regard. Like it, it's, it, it does, it knows no racial barriers, no sexual boundaries. It has no, it doesn't, you know, you no know, respect of gender, is gender irrespective. Yeah, any, any of that. So it's like it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a wonderful thing, man. Um, and as such, you know, there's certain, there's certain uh, psychological types come along with that. You know, when you're born into it, you know, you're, you're born with certain kinds of, you know, barriers. You know, whether you're either Think you're superior, or you think you're, or you think you're inferior. So they, so basically, human beings with these other abilities and other, 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 you know, looks and manifestations that makes them different. So some could be your best friend, or some could be your worst enemy. You know, you, some could be, you know, you know, some could be, you know, have altruistic goals. Some could be have have have, you know, decimating goals. You know, um, so yeah, that would be my choice. Um, okay. The, the whole, the whole, you know, I, I was with the idea of the aliens until I started seeing, okay, how gods go wrong. You know, I've seen that numerous times. Mm -hmm. Not saying a mutant can become, you know, a, a godlike, godlike status, but they at least have some humanity, which they, you, at some point you can relate to and, and get through them to the, hey, you're just like me, hopefully. Right. You know, wherein Superman... Except the fact he had he had Boy Scout and he had Boy Scout and, and, and Girl Scouts for for parents, you know he would be a much different person. See Superman Red, or or Red Superman, or Red Sun. <coughs> what you call Red it. Sun. Uh, Red Sun. Red Sun. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, and those guys they they when they lose it they lose it. Doctor Manhattan, you know he, you know, he he lost it. He lost it. 
Well, he wasn't an alien, though. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was altered, so. Right, right. He wouldn't fall in that category. Right. But he did kind of become a god, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, those godlike characters, man, they, they just, they don't. They've been that way all their entire lives. They have, they have no real moral fiber to guide them. It's a mm-hmm. potential, you know, it's a potential shit, shit storm. So I, I don't want to, yeah, put them in place. What about you? I'm going to say, man, so I definitely don't want to be in a world where non-powered people, average people are wearing costumes and trying to fight crime. Right. Because that could just go totally wrong where, you know, you know, you know, some, you know, January 6th motherfucker, you know, puts on a costume and I'm super patriot buster. And, you know, it's like, OK, fuck that shit. You know, right, right. I don't want that. Right. I don't want mutants because I feel like we're, you know, people already ha- we already have enough in the world in terms of people hating people for being different. Right. And, and not understanding people for being different and not accepting people for being different. So. I don't know if I want that. Plus, to some of those powers, they're they're just scary, and and in the process of you learning how to use it, you know, undoubtedly somebody's gonna die. Right, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's gonna die. I mean, even with Peter Parker, <laughs> it's right. a wonder he didn't like break somebody's hand shaking it before he realized how strong he could be. Right. You know. Instead, he broke somebody's neck. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I broke I broke your neck because it didn't mean nothing to me. Oh. <laughs> you thought I was trying to save her, didn't you? Oh. Humpty Dumpty went on the wall, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> messed up, sir. It is messed up, man. That's foul. But I would like superheroes who are aliens from other planets. Okay. I do like that because I like the fact that these beings from other planets come, you know, considering they're not hostiles, you know, Superman's not hostile. Right. Uh, Coriander's not hostile. Marvel's not hostile. But but her sister's hostile. Her sister's hostile. Right. But but her sister's more like pissed off at her than she is anybody else. Right. So I feel like to some extent they come from a different culture. They come with a different expectation. Okay. They're not mired in our quibbles and fights and whatnot. They don't they don't have the same you know social and uh, psychological baggage that we do. You would think. Uh, you would think, yeah. <laughs> and and I like the fact that we know they're aliens. We know that there's life that's more advanced than ours. So to some extent, I feel like it kind of makes everybody on the planet say, okay, well, I'm not really an American. You're not really a European or an African or uh, Chinese or, or, or Japanese or Nigerian or whatever, Australian, whatever. We're all just Earth people. Right. Now we know we're all just Earth people. Right. So it, it almost becomes a way to kind of pull people together and have them see themselves as one as opposed to the many collected as one. You think so? That's interesting. Well, I mean, in, in, in an ideal world, that's that's the way I, I would hope it would play out. Now, it would probably play out like you did where, you know, Superman would be on some Marvel Man or on some Red Sun shit and he'd just be like, okay, you know, fuck right. it. You know? Right, right. You know, you guys aren't capable of making your own decisions, you know, yeah. appropriately. So I'll make decisions yeah. for you. Let you me know? do it for you. Yeah. Right. And then it almost becomes an episode of, uh, of Star Trek. Uh, what was it? Plato's? Plato's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I forgot about. Yeah. which one it was, but yeah. He was a god and he was basically treating everybody like puppets. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of dressed in like a... Uh, like a uh, Romanesque. Yeah, Rome. Yeah, with the with the with the leaf on his head and the uh, the toga. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, was so cool. that's that would be my that would be mine. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Cool. Another tough one. Okay. Oh. Another tough one. If you could marry any sci-fi fantasy or comic book character. Oh, wow. She's your lady, yo. Okay. And all that comes along with it, sir, who would you choose? So it could be, you know, it could be Uhura. It could be Storm. It could be Leia. It could be uh, Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> it could be Sarah Connor, young Sarah Connor, or a ripped Sarah Connor Ooh. from T two. Young Sarah Connor, yeah, wow. It could be uh, we haven't even seen the movie yet. It could be Salma Hayek from The Eternals. <laughs> 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 um, nice. It could be Batgirl. It could be Huntress. It could be just virtually anybody. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It could be it could be the uh the uh, the actor who played Misty Knight on uh on Luke Cage. Oof. Yes, dog. Yes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh it could be the actor that played Colleen Wing. It could be I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I, I got I got one already. I know exactly where to go. It's, it's it's actually a pretty simple choice for me, man. It would be uh Dark Angel, Jessica Alba, yeah. Back in Dark Angel years. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, yo. Ninety was that nineties or was that early two thousand? It was. It was. It was. It was. Nineties, uh, late, late, mid to late nineties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just uh, Sam. Sam was. I think Sam was her name. Yeah, yo. Okay. Just Galba, yo, and it's, it's okay. Dark Angel. And now, why, 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 yo? Deadly. Got has a, a good sense of, of 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 right and wrong. You know, trying trying to uh, figure out her own past, her own destiny, and just. Uh, ethnically ambiguous to the point to where what is she what does she have in her as far as like her her, her, her racial makeup mm-hmm. um, just I mean all that in the bucket of chips yo I mean that that first that first season the first um, uh, season where she is a you know she has different kinds of DNA in her she has feline DNA and she's horny yo yes please wow <laughs> <laughs> yes please oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. She's yeah, and you know, just she's got a, a figure. Still to this day, she's got a great figure. To this day, you know, two babies later, you know, and um, yeah, she's just got she's got a, a wicked sensibility and, and just uh, you know, fierce. Yo, I like that. Okay. 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 I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, dark angel. Man. Dark angel. Dark angel. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you off on this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to the 90s, too. It's funny that we're both going back to the 90s, yo. Right, 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 right. I'm going to say Dana Scully from X-Files. Oh, no way. <laughs> yep. It's because her name is Scully, yo? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's not not because her name is Scully. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, wow, wow. But, you know, she's smart. Uh, she's got a great education and training. She's a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, so she respects the science. She respects rational thought. Mm-hmm. You know, she was kind of a balance to, uh, to Mulder, you know, his kind of, you know, idealism and, you know, open-mindedness, you know, she was there to kind of debunk some of the horse shit. Right. You know, so she's kind of, she's probably a bit of an empiricist, which I respect. Okay. Okay. You know, she wears nice suits. She looks great in a suit. <laughs> 
She's got a good government job. Right. She's probably got good medical benefits, which I would be able to take advantage of as her man. Right. Uh, probably got a good retirement package. Maybe, she, you know, some, some free flying perks. I don't know. Right. Come home with the greatest stories ever at work. Honey, you're not going to believe what happened at work to me today. Right, right, right. I almost didn't make it this time, though, honey. You're not going back out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and she's beautiful. And she's got that, you know, that gorgeous, you know, the red hair and those uh, piercing blue eyes. Okay. And and Julian Anderson, the uh, the actor who plays uh, uh, who played Scully, you know, still looks great to this day. She's fifty three years old, still looks great. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, it just works for me, y'all. I'm with it. Okay. Okay. I I, I can see I can see it to some degree, you know, because like you said, I know you mentioned it before in the, in the end of the conversation, so. I'm very much you're consistent in terms of what you, what you what you what you would what why why and who you would date her you know yeah um, or why you make her a lady so that's cool. Okay, here's one. Okay. If you could get your favorite comic creator mm. back on one of your favorite comic book series. Mm. Who would that creator be? Which comic, and why? And now this is them coming back to this to the series. Okay. At just peak prowess. Okay. They've never been better than they were at the moment that you you plucked them from the past, and bring them to now, and they're working on whatever comic that is. Right. So who would it be? What comic would it be? And why? That's not even a fair, a fair uh, assessment. You already know who that's going to be. Okay. Um, that's that's John Byrne and X Men, yo. <laughs> okay. You know X Men. I mean yes. X Men was and rose to it, rose to its acclaim. And, and the, you know the, you know the, those eighties X Men were were the X Men with like with with that with that with that um, uh, uh, head figureheads over the left in the left hand corner of the comic book was you know, yeah, Storm, Cyclops. Nightcrawler, dog, yeah, you know, uh, Ban- Sean Banshee, you know, Sean Cassie the Banshee and Colossus, come on, dude, and Wolverine, that, that those those are the figureheads to be the, the no one to be beat. No one did it better than him, you know. No one did it better than him, man. And at, at his at his technological best, see, Burn was not only was Burn a good draftsman. He 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 was a good like 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 a master of technical. Uh, implementation how it worked man like he he yeah. drew he he drew he drew like 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 ships and 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 bionics and 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 uh uh machines that fucking work dude yeah like even after his glory days ahead towards out of his glory days in, in alpha flight where he did that uh i think it was issue number five with marina mm-hmm. he, cre- he created this character called the master which arguably was like from uh bbc television's aforementioned uh doctor, doctor. who yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the master had this really complex ship that took up took up two panels, two took up two pages and, and a splash page, and it was intricate as hell. Yeah, and 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 just well, I mean, it's extremely well drawn. It's like, wow, how do you, how do you imagine this shit, B? I mean, I call him B. You know, burn. You know, yeah. Right. Um, Y'all are close like that. <laughs> we're close like that. You know, we're close like that. You know, even even when even when. Um, Think about how uh, unique the character was. The the uh, the two droids that, that attacked the X Men on 
and the blue and the blue uh, blue part of uh of the, the of, moon uh, of the moon, you know, one, mm-hmm. one was inside the other and jumped out and attacked and attacked uh, uh I think was it Wolverine or attacked no he attacked uh uh the beast. Mm-hmm. Think about how 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 organic that was and how how fluid that was and how it and how 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 it just felt believable, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 burn when someone, when burn draws a gun, it's like damn. Yeah, you know, you realize, you realize it's on some tech shit, but actually, like it looks like it actually works. He was the first person that I I think really where like you said his tech looked, it looked, it was different. It was similar to Mobius in the way because it looked organic and it looked mechanical, right? And it looked functional and interesting. So even somebody who was as good a draftsman as Neil Adams was. Right. You know, none of Jack Kirby's tech looked like it worked. It just looked like like just random machine parts put together. Right. You know what I mean? Put a screw here, put a Yeah, it, it, it had it, it had very little, very little to do with reality. It's true. But as even as good a draftsman as Neil Adams was, mm-hmm. his tech and his ships and all that were an afterthought. He was all about the figure. Mm-hmm. He was all about the clothes and the hands and the facial expression. He was all about that. Mm-hmm. But Burns Tech, like you said, you love his faces, you love his figures, you love his figure drawing, mm-hmm. but the ships and and all that stuff, it was just wonderful. The Shi'ar Empire, the Shi'ar Empire. Oh my ship, god! Man? Oh my god! Dog. What? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible stuff, man. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be my. That's my man, yo. Okay. All right. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go out there, yo. Okay. Uh oh. Here we go. I'm gonna say. I'm plucking Michael Golden Ooh. from Doctor Strange 55 Ooh. era. Ooh. Somewhere yes. I'm plucking Michael Golden from in between Doctor Strange 55 okay. and the Nom. Oh. And I'm bringing him to modern day and he's going to do 2 years, 24 issues of Doctor Strange today. Yes, yeah. So Ooh. you're gonna get that level of Michael Golden, where it was like, okay, you know, you, you know that that, vi- that viral video where they take Snoop Dogg's audio and they say that motherfucker can't miss, that motherfucker don't miss. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That man. was Michael Golden. That motherfucker was not missing. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. No, he was he was he was he was no joke, man. Yes, he was no joke, man. I mean, I, I would see he, he even rivaled, he even rivaled like uh, George Perez, in detail. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and I and that's another one that was going to be my number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was peak George Perez like in between yeah. like Avengers? Yeah. And Teen Titans. Yeah. Just peak, peak. Peak George Perez, yeah, 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 and then yeah. bring him, bring him forward to today, and have mm-hmm. him work on like Wonder Woman or uh, or something, something like that in modern Teen day. Teen Titans, Teen Titans again, yeah. Let's get back on Teen yeah, Titans. Maybe yeah, maybe even Teen Titans, maybe even Teen Titans. Let's, let's, have, let's have Teen Titans grow up, and you know, let him be a part of that, man. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Winding it down. Okay. This is a good one too, yo. Okay. We've all been disappointed somewhere along the way okay where a series we were following be it in comics tv film what have you it goes awry it goes awry you know they jump the shark right they just get it fucked up okay right 
if you could delete mm. an arc from your favorite <laughs> series, be it TV, film, or comics, and have it disappear forever, it's wiped clear, never existed. Okay. And you can choose the demarcation point where after this or before this, it never happened. Okay. <laughs> but you can't go backwards and forwards. You either have to, you know, if it's prequels or something that came before, you have to cut it off from that point forward or okay. from this point backwards. But it's gone. Okay. Thus preserving the, uh, the sanctity, the sanctity of, of, the, of the goodness <laughs> intact, never to be blemished. Never to be sullied and, and never that skid mark on the draws of whatever series you love <laughs> is washed out for good. Wow. Wow. What would it be? And I know this is tough for you because you were very disappointed, as many were, in season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. You have not liked the new Star Wars movies. You liked a little bit of the prequels. You didn't love them, I think, but you liked some of it. Right. Right. Uh, and then the X-Men movies. The aforementioned X-Men. You already know where it's going. You already know where it's going. (laughs) Somebody got to go and you got to do the job. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I would say, you know, and, you know, it's it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but it shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody that knows how I feel about, you know, singers X-Men. I would wipe them all off the face of the earth. Never never to be mentioned again. Never to be mentioned again. Never to be mentioned again. I would start fresh. <coughs> new, new cast, which I would handpick myself as Adrian did. Well, no, no, no. Episodes. You're not the god of the universe now. Hold on now. <laughs> uh, this is just, they're gone okay. and they don't exist. So just, okay. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of like a little bit like a Watu. I can, I can say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. X-Men series. Gone. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, no yeah, Hugh Jackman, just, no Halle Berry as as Aurora. No, no. No, no, no. Sir Patrick Stewart as as, as Xavier, yo. No, no, no. You a hard man, yo. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I couldn't. I'm not saying it can be cast again in an alternate an alternate situation, alternate future. Like here's the thing. Okay. You know, like you said, Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine grew on me. You know. Um, Halle Berry is being the, the the black woman du jour of the day. You know, she 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 served a purpose. But it was an awful choice. You know, it was an awful choice. But just just as awful as Hugh Jackman was. But 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 he but he grew on me. You know, um, you know, and you know, uh, uh, Sir Ian McKellen, awesome. You know, Sir Patrick. I mean, Sir is he Sir Patrick Cohen? Sir Patrick. I think any any Sir Patrick Stewart? Do I have that wrong? I think I think I think, I think he is Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, yeah. You know, awesome. Great choices. Um, but what they did with the material in the movies is just a horrendous. They destroyed it. They fucked up all my childhood fantasies, you know, uh, not really, but, but cause I still have the, I still have the comics, but they, they, they totally, they totally destroyed it for me. Dude. It was, it was God awful, dude. It was God awful. So I just, I don't, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't, don't care. I, I'm hoping and praying that because, you know, um, you know the universe of the multi the multi the multiverse of madness is coming out. That she says, you know, no more mutants, and mm-hmm. she rearranges the universe to where now we can reboot the X Men properly. That's what happens because it's definitely due for for a, a a decent solid reboot that has 
that has the structure and the ideals, the original concept in place. You know, I, I get it. Yeah, mutants were hunted by men because they're mutants. Blah blah. blah. You know, it's it's it has it has it has its its whole LGBTQT you know X you know issue thing. You know what I mean? I get that. You know, I get that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the singer just handled it all wrong. It was it was just like this this it's just this pruning of the best most popular characters. It's like Wolverine, well, you know, you know my my spiel. So anyway, X Men gone. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. This was a very easy one for me. Okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't have to think twice about it. Okay. Okay. After T two, <laughs> there is nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Nothing. All those shitty Terminator movies are fucking gone. <laughs> Them shits is gone. Give a fuck, Salvation. Dark fake, get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. There is Terminator, and there is Terminator Two. That's it. Well, not, not, not even, not, not even the uh, the um, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, yo. No, no. <laughs> It's all gone. It's gone. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. You didn't have to see that at all, yo. I'm not surprised by it, though. <laughs> it's funny. In, in, in the Arnold voice, your sequels are dead. She's <laughs> gone. She's gone. Oh, I. Oh, I. I better learn how to face She's gone. She's gone. All right, here we go. This is an easy one. This is an easy one. Okay. All right. If you could be the sidekick of any character in comics mm. or join any superhero team, mm. who would you join up with and why? Mm. And I'm going to start. I'll start by saying I'm going to be a Robin, yo. Okay. I'm going to be the first black Robin, yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow. Rockin' Robin, yeah. I get to hang out with the with the world's greatest detective. Right. He's got some emotional issues. He needs some therapy. Right, right, right. But, you know, I'm under the umbrella of a billionaire, so that's cool. Okay. I've got all these great gadgets. That's cool. Right. Uh, I'm eventually going to become Nightwing, so that's cool. Oh, but are you really? Or are you going to call Blackbird? Ah-ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> the Crow. ah The Raven. ah <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be a Robin, you. That's that's. I mean, that's. I can see why you would do that, man. The, you know, Bruce Wayne has got a considerable pedigree. You know. Yeah. Um, he's also got a considerable pedigree of psychotic fucking. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that too. That too. Who, yeah, yeah. Who, who really, really, you know, are trying to find his Achilles' heel all the time, Achilles' tendon, and he seems like he likes to kill the younglings, yo. Like 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 uh like Luke Scott like like uh like Anakin did in Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to kill the younglings, yo. So I don't know if that's a good place for you to be, man. If you get you're, you're you're assuming you're assuming too much. You're assuming you're gonna make it to adulthood, yo. <laughs> yeah, you you, you kind of have a point there. Uh... You know, Tim Drake and Bruce Tim, yo. I mean Bruce Tim, Tim Drake and uh and uh and uh what's the other one? You got uh. Tim Drake, you've got Bruce, you got Jason Todd. I mean, uh, Dick, Jason you got Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. You got Damian Wayne, and then you got Stephanie Brown, I think, from uh, DK, Dark Knight Returns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all, I mean, I can see why you want to live in that universe. It's a, it's a cool it's a cool universe, and, you know, and Batman's a hell of a, a character to, to learn from and learn under. But, 
Yeah. Everybody seems to be kind of scarred after being in contact with him, you know? So I don't know if I would. This is true. Bam. Sidekick. So. Or, or you can join a superhero team. So you could join. Okay. You can't join the X-Men because you don't have power. Well, I guess you could. You could have a power or whatever, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or you could join Justice League or Avengers or Titans or uh, you could join GI Joe. You know, oh. <laughs> uh, you could be one of the Micronauts, yo. Oh, hey, yeah. I don't know, man. This is uh this is different. I mean, this is a hard thing to consider. I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really sidekick material, so that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I couldn't be like couldn't be like Wong, Doctor Strange's Wong, you know. <laughs> um, I couldn't be. Um, if I join a team, who would I want to be part of? Who's, what team would I want to be part of? Uh, you yeah, you got Alpha Flight, Legion of Superheroes. Ooh, Alpha Flight, yo. You got uh, Micronauts, GI Joe. Yeah. You could join the Champions of the Defenders, like the B team, yo. The Varsity Boys B team. <laughs> the Champions of the Defenders, yo. No. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being a. Um, if I can exist in Hickman's universe, as one of the mutants there, I wouldn't mind being Cipher or Sunspot. Okay. Sunspot because he's he's cool. He's Brazilian. You know, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got that, 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 that pedigree. He's got that, that, the sense of, you know, he's kind of erudite, but kind of an asshole. Kind of, kind of cool, but, but, but kind of, kind of, um, um, hot tempered at times, but he's, he's kind of smart, but then he, you know, sometimes he does not so, so many smart things. And, and he's got, he's got a, he's got a, um, He's got got a cool teammates, and and living inside of Xavier's new world and X Men's new world, X Men nobody really dies. So you can if they make a, if they make an imprint of you, and you die in an in off in off world mission, they could bring you back to Krakoa. So you you you're, wow, you're, really? So, yeah. So yeah. So if you die, you're you're not you're not you're not truly dead. You, you they can bring you back. Um, so that's kind of cool, but. Yeah, but and Cipher, Cipher is like he he communicates with Krakoa. He's got the he understands he understands like like alien languages and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he can talk to he's, he can talk to you know um, you know various you know various uh, uh, levels of t- machine and it makes sense from and, and, and translate to become something that's um, usable for everybody. So he's helpful. So yeah, I mean versus versus a Billy Badass, you know, um, like um, Colossus who trans- transforms into you know right organic steel, which is a cool concept, um, mm-hmm. um, or even like a Wolverine type. Now, um, uh, that's a bit of that's a bit of a, a go to for me. I, I would say yeah, the, the X Men Hickman, but I need to find something else different, man, because I'm always going to the fucking X Men for everything. Let me let me see if I can get a little deeper. Well, I'll I'll go and I'll say I well I already gave you mine I gave you mine I would I yeah, would be I Robin. would be a Robin so yeah right right okay okay let's let's let's, let's let go because is, is that the last question no there's two more okay because I, I was gonna say I was trying to figure out another another character I could be well you don't have to pick universe. a character per se just joining the team you don't have to pick a character I I would I would be I would I would be a Jedi okay I'll be a Jedi I'll totally be a Jedi because you know because I I, I 
I like their I like their idea. I like their their, their attitude towards you know the, the forces and everything. You know, mm-hmm. I honestly care for their 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 um, their monk side of things, wherein they can't you know they can't uh, form bonds you know and can't really love anything per se because love leads to other emotions and so on and so forth. I think that's a miscalculation. A lot like the priesthood of the Catholic, of the Catholic the 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 Catholic priesthood. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a thing where you shut off certain emotions and sort of access certain emotions as human beings. You're asking for other things to creep in and cause problems. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the stu- that's the part I don't like that. That stunted emotional growth is an issue. You know, got it. But um, but I do like uh, I do like their the overall idea of who they are. So the Jedi uh, would be cool. okay. All right, the Jedi, the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, last two. If you could be any villain in pop culture history, who? Who would you be and why? This is any villain, you know, okay. comics. You could be Thanos. You could be Galactus. But 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 is but is but is Galactus really a, a, a villain? <laughs> well, for for our, for our purposes, let's say he is. But okay. I'm just using okay. that as an example. Okay. You know. Uh, you could be Magneto, you know, you could be Sasquatch, you could be Vader, you could be Hans Gruber, although by the end of the movie, you get dropped off Nakatomi like a mug. You know how that ends, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you could be, you could be Cruella DeVille, you could be, uh, you could be Scar from, uh, The Lion King, you know. Right. Oh, (laughs) You could be uh, you could be Palpatine. Although, why would you? Why would you be Palpatine? Yeah, right, Palpatine right, right. doesn't even want to be goddamn Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could be anything. Mm. You could be Sinestro. You could be Brainiac. Yeah, he's a Brainiac. Brainiac. Um, I don't want to be Vader because Vader obviously made made a lot of mistakes. And and he he chose incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like me some Magneto, man, because Magneto is that dude who uh, he's self righteous. His heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. um, but he's very he's almost he's almost like a he's a he's antithetical of, of a racist. So he goes so far to the other side of the extreme. He's not realizing he's on the other side of that extreme. You know, even though even though he's like a your people, you you taught me how to hate, you know, and you know, you know, I learned it from you, you know, that that kind of thing. He's a self righteous um, man at times. Mm. Um, That's a good one. Just a quick aside: uh, my daughter had an assignment where they she had to uh, choose. They gave her a list: uh, choose a sympathetic villain or a misunderstood villain, and why. Mm-hmm. And uh, the choice, my wife was helping her with her homework. And so the choices were like a Disney character, a Marvel character, and then like another, it was like two other categories. And so mm-hmm. they called me. So I gave them Magneto as one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Killmonger. Okay. You know, you know, as, as it relates to, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> as it relates to uh, his portrayal in the movie, you know. Right, right. He was a bad right. guy, but he was a bad guy for a reason, you know. Right. He was, but I mean, at some point it's like, why, why didn't, I don't know, that's one of the conversation, but yeah. Um, those, are, those are good, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, choose, 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 choose. I'm going to go way out there, man. I'm going to go way out there and go psychedelic, yo. I'm going to go with the Magus, yo. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it, yo. I'm going to go with the Magus, yo. Okay. Because the, 
because Mag- Magus is like Magus is like uh, people don't know who Magus is. He, he's a he's a he's a dark side of Adam, Adam Warlock. He's an alternate future version of Warlock, mm-hmm. um, wherein he's he's he takes this uh, he takes his messianic you know aspirations and goes totally left field with him, right, and um, becomes this um, this darker version of himself, and he has he creates this whole uh, religion. The universal, the universal church, and he's worshipped like a god in a lot of ways. But he's also um, not really living in that per se. I mean, he, he is his planets, and 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 he, you know, he's he's a, he's a fucking awesome character, dude. He's an awesome character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and he and he's he's the dark side of, of somebody that I I kind of revere uh, as as a character. Um, that hopefully, they won't fuck up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But yeah, the, the, Mag- the Magus is awesome, man. Uh, Magus, Magus. People, people say the proper pronunciation of it is is, is Magus, because of magic. But I prefer Magus. I'm for Magus myself. So I'm gonna go with the Magus. I think I've been saying Magus since I met you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I would say I would say Magus. Yeah. Yeah. That's an yeah. excellent, excellent choice. Excellent Thanks, choice. Man. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm going to say for me, if I could be any villain, mm-hmm. I would be Ra's al Ghul. Oh, of course you, of course you would, sir. You know, Ra's <laughs> is your man, yo. I would be Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I like him because he's just fiendishly smart and erudite right. and quick. And he's a strategist and a schemer. Mm-hmm. But he's also worldly mm-hmm. and educated and well read. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very nonplussed by the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, his encounters with Batman. So, Bat, uh, like Batman's villains, you know, the Joker makes him crazy. Killer Croc keeps him on his toes because he's so ferocious. You know, the Penguin and all the others, they're just kind of annoying. <laughs> uh, I think he's kind of, I think he's conflicted when he fights Mr. Freeze. And but I think Rachel Ghoul is the one who mentally gets in his head mm. and mentally like fucks with him. Yeah, I can see that. I think Rachel Ghoul and probably by design by uh, by uh, Denny O'Neill, Rach was, was supposed to be Batman's Moriarty. Mm-hmm. You know, his mental and his uh, his mental equal. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just love you know the, I'd be able to call him yes detective, mm-hmm. you know the way he did in the uh, in the nineties uh, animated series. Serious, yeah, yeah. You know, vo- I think that was voiced by uh, it wasn't Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Wasn't that Alfred? I can't remember. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whoever the actor was who voiced Rachel Ghoul, he was excellent. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was totally. So totally. I would be Rachel Ghoul. Uh, and I'd be way cooler than Liam Neeson was in that damn movie. <laughs> I just would be, yo. See, I thought I thought Liam did a good job in it, man. I thought, I thought he did a good job okay. in it, man. He was okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, so the last one, it may be the toughest of all. Maybe not. Okay. Oh, but it may shit. be the toughest of all. Okay. And take your time. If you could go back to a period in your life mm. when your love for the things that you love the things we've been discussing today, science fiction and comics and 
fantasy and the books and the movies and the television shows and all of that. Mm-hmm. If you could go mm-hmm. back to a time when your uh, love for those things was pure mm-hmm. and innocent mm-hmm. and without blemish and unjaded, mm-hmm. what period would that be and why? Oh. That wouldn't be hard, man, at all, actually. That's, that's, um, that's obviously the 80s. Um, that's when... That's when comics were at their heyday for me, um, the purest, um, the most, the most, they were, they were, they were, they were developing uh, continuity then, a consistent continuity or focus on telling stories consistently. They all bled into each other. So you felt like you're getting a legacy of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had great artists back then, man, they were coming into their prime. You had your, you had your, your Neil Adams, like you said, you had your Bilson Kevich's, you had your Stephen Rudes, you had your, uh, uh, Perez's, Perez's, you had your Bill Sienkiewicz's, you had your John Burns, you had um, so, you had Mike Gustavich's, man, I mean, uh, uh, John Romita Jr.'s, you had your, I mean, it's just, it, was a, it was an awesome time, man, I mean, mm. black and white magazines were, at, were, were, they were on their way out, but they were still in the mag, they were still in the magazine rack at your grocery stores, mm-hmm. and your, 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 your Tenneco's, your, 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 um, Magic markets, um, uh, not to mention like uh, uh, Jedi and Empire came out in the eighties. Yeah, you had uh, all the great action movies that we love came out in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was it was a magical time, man. I mean, I'm sorry, even I'm sorry, but it's going to sound like a, a, a very generational thing. But some of the best music was from the eighties, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, you, you had, I mean, you know, you had the, the second, the second British invasion, dude, with, uh, with the, these big hair bands and shit, dude, the flock of seagulls and, you know, <laughs> Duran Duran and yeah. Duran Duran, yo, Dex's Midnight Runners, Haircut One Hundred, yo, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, Bowie came back around then again that in the eighties too, dude. Bowie, Bowie was there. Fucking Peter Gabriel, dude. I mean, P- Peter, Peter Gabriel, Peter Gab- and 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 um, and um, a, a non-singer that that should never been a singer became a singer and a very interesting voice. And um, the drummer, Pete Phil Collins, uh, came came into vogue and, and spoke spoke to a whole fucking generation through through uh, through uh, Miami Vice, dude. Mm-hmm. You know that that whole um, in the air tonight. Some of uh, Prince's best albums came out in the eighties. Yes, yo. Yes. Uh, yes. Sade debuted in the eighties. Yes, yo. The eighties, bro. You know, it was just it was you know, um, even if we go as far as you know, getting going back to some, some of the Beatles, the the, the um, 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 Paul McCartney came to full effect in the fucking eighties, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fucking. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, the fix, uh, do what you say, say what you mean. One thing leads to another, you know. Um, yeah, at the eighties show, <laughs> that's it. Okay. I mean, granted, I mean there was no cable, you know. It, it cable was cable was warming its way into our into our households, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was you know actually adjusted for a dollar adjusted for 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 inflation. It's, it's a lot more it was a lot more affordable back then. Than it is now. In terms of as many as many apps that are out there, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, eighties. Okay. You? 
I'm not far off from there, but I'm going to say the age of 17. Okay. Okay. When I was 17, it was a very good good year. year. (laughs) Right. Because when I was 17, I was really getting into comics, Mm -hmm. really getting into drawing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thinking about maybe going to art school when I graduated. Right. You know, that was right around the time I met you. I met Don. I met Mike. Right. You know, I met comic book loving, art loving friends mm-hmm. who have remained my friends for, ye- you know, to this very day. Right. Um, and like you said, you know, that was around the time of, you know, some of the really great comics. Bill Sienkiewicz's, uh Moon Knight. Yes. Yeah. We, we just saw him go from a Neil Adams disciple to building his own church to worship mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That was around the time of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That was around the time of uh, just a ton of great comics, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But but mostly just the uh, just you know meeting you guys and becoming friends with you guys. Yeah. And 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 finding a brotherhood, and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 finding a kinship with people who who loved something as much as I loved it. Yeah. And, yeah. and who craved it and sought it as, as as hard as I did. In some cases, even harder. Um, and it was just pure. Yeah. So, um, that would probably be it when I was, when I was turned 17 years old. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.